They're taking German pot-strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time moves. And in the front bar of a top-end pub. The report was a 95.7. What kind of a measurement is that for a barra? Surely you're round the half centimetres, not the nearest mill. No, no, no. I'm backing you. I'm, I'm going to the mills. Every mill counts. Yeah, but what about if it's in the 60s? Surely you don't then. No one's going to say, I caught a nice 63.7 this morning. That's that's true. But I think my rule is when and only when it's between 95 and a metre, will I employ millimetres? Mm. Not that I need to do that very often. Or ever. Bugger off. What? Oi, oi, Tim, Tim. Oh. Oi, hang on. Get your bums in the boat and get on with it. G'day fishos and welcome to the tinny and welcome to you Andy on a week where the green light is go-go. Oh it, Tim, it's Tim, a, it's Tim. A, it's, it's a green light, a go-go, did you hear me? I did, it is so exciting, it's so exciting. And it's not us calling it a green light, a go-go uh, fishos, it's, 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 the, fi it's the real fishos. <laughs> it's, fisho it's fishos People in the know know stuff. It's fishos who are out the mouth of places like uh, the uh, uh, Shady, Shady Sampan, yep. uh, Tommy Cut, the Coastal Creeks. Uh, out at places like uh, the south to some of those areas of the Finnis that are still open anyway. To, uh, there'll be heaps heading down the daily this weekend as well, so making reports down there with the uh, public boat ramp um, finally opening. The Vic as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it's, the Vic, of course. We're not hearing anything from the Adelaide, but no one's surprised by that. It's a green light that's effectively yeah. shining across the whole it, of the top end. It's, it's a green. It's, it's an omnipresent, hovering green light atop the top end. Beaming its greenness to every major river uh, and, and system and tributary. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So the, we've had a couple of weeks without rain now. Mm. And the rivers, are, some of them are dropping really quickly. Like the daily is dropping very quickly. Mm. Some of them are a little slower. Like there's still heaps of fresh coming down shady. But the key is uh, the bait. And reports, you know, th this doesn't mean that you're going to go out and necessarily brain it and get 20 or 30. I mean, you've still got to be in the right place at the right time and working out where the fish are and when they're feeding. But It means your chances are better because the, the reports we've had on this week's show in terms of the bait and the activity and all what I call the precursors to the actual catch, they're all there. And that's what's All those exciting. elements are there. All yeah. the elements are you, there. You, all, all you need's a rod. And, and, and a willingness to succeed. And a bit of skill. And a, and a mate with a boat. <laughs> you too can enjoy the green light. You're probably right in that it, it, you've got a better opportunity this year than you have maybe in the last three years. Oh, unequivocally. Mm. In order to bring you those reports uh, this week on the Tinny, we also have to bring you reports from first-timers uh, who can be a little bit annoying, can't they? You know, my, I, fir my first no, fish, no, and I, it, it's I, a metery. No, I... They're not annoying. They can cause a little bit of discomfort, but I wouldn't say they're <laughs> annoying. First, we're all first-timers once, Tim. You remember okay. your first fish? Yeah. First barra? Don't forget your past is what you're trying to say. Don't forget your past because that's, that's part of who you are now, Tim. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I think that that's well said. They can be a little bit uncomfortable to hear. 
especially when the first timer catches a fish uh, bigger than you have after 30 years of trying uh, and then comes back and tells you, gee, it's very easy. That can be uncomfortable. That can be uncomfortable. Yeah. The real challenge this week too, though, my God, is, is that actually it? Is that, is, is, is that the wet season? Is, is this the build down now, Andy? The question on your lips, no doubt, and uh, the question on the lips of uh, of many is, is that actually it? I put the uh, the hard questions to the woman in charge at the Bureau this week. Angeline Prasad, Judy Forecaster at the Bureau, is that it? No, the answer is actually no. March is uh, a rather special month for us in terms of climatology. It's the month with the highest incidence of tropical cyclones in the Arafura and Timor Seas. It's also the month with the highest incidence of tropical cyclones within 200 kilometres of Darwin, Nolombo and Groot Island. Three out of the four Category 5 tropical cyclones on record in the northern region. Uh, so that includes the Northern Territory coastal waters. Since 1960 has occurred in either March or April. And tropical cyclones can also form as late as early May in the northern region, but they usually remain over water north of the Antilles. So that's tropical cyclones. But in terms of the wet season you know, continuing, we'll probably see uh, a return of the MJO, so one more cycle. Now, uh, normally the MJO takes about four to six weeks to curve around the globe and hit us again. So this wet season, we expect the Madden-Julian oscillation to return once more. And once that happens, we will see an increase in, in activity. The wet season is definitely not over, Tim. Correct answer, Angeline. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Phew. MJO's just on the other side of the world. That's all, Andy. Be back again late March, early April. That's confident, isn't it? She's she's confident. Everything is green light, baby. It's It's green green light, light, baby. So Jan was above average. Feb actually a little bit below average. Uh, And and clearly not too much other than those isolated storms for the first uh, couple of weeks of March. So coming in for the home straight, basically. We really are. We're coming around that last bend. There is another chance. There is. A Mm. good chance. And this is the window in between it. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, too. It's happened again this week. Mampanzee catches another horse. Thankfully, no. Uh, email to fishing at abc.net.au. Right, go uh, ahead. Beard, could you please let me know the name of the anti-chunder tablets that were referenced in the episode of TFT 17th of December 2020? Cheers, Peter. Oh, more <laughs> inquiries. This, this is out of control, man. It's becoming a chunderer's movement. All stemming from this bloke, uh, the original and the best, uh, known affectionately to us as Brad the Chunderer. Yeah, definitely an epic Chunderer. I've had a few trips, oh, it'd have to be 10 or 12, headed out, rigged up my line, and then uh, head down for five minutes, and that's about it. Watch the boys catch fish all day. A lot of the bikes I go fishing with will hand me a rod, they'll rig up mine, all that sort of stuff, just to, just to keep me going for that little bit longer. So, yeah. I get about half an hour in between each one where you might be able to hit the bottom again, but... Doesn't last for long. And since then, every man and his dog has been emailing the tinny to find out what anti-chunder medicine Brad got onto that stopped him being a chunderer. These chunderers hoping to be medicated chunderers. Their misery measured in litres of spew. The hours spent in the fetal position or the number of fish missed, Andy. Yeah, I can hear some uh, akadaka coming on here. Oh, can you? I can visualise it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a theme song just blazing out from the, the oh, yeah. deck of the barrowboat. I know where you're going. On a loud hailer across the mouth of the South or Shady Camp. For Brad and all those like him. For all of the Chandras out there.
Remember, though, you know, a chundra, a medicated chundra is still a chundra. Can't you picture it? Can you feel it? Can you oh, smell I can, it? I can see vomit across the mouth of Shady, you know, with, with, that, with that incoming breeze and it all chops up and they're pounding away, mm. maybe heading out to the Jew Reef and it all comes flowing. Chunder. Chunder. We are here for you. Chunder. But a chundra, a medicated chundra, is still a chundra. So keep the emails coming. Beard will let you know more about the anti-spew, the anti-chunda medication to help you get through uh, this runoff. So it's first-timers. It's a damn lot of chundering, uh, medicated chundering. And it's green lights across the board on Tales from the Tinny this week, Andy. And can I just say, Tim, before we do kick right into the show, we still love the chunderers because... It is one church. Even a medicated chundra. Even a medicated You know what chundra. I can actually hear in that phrase is a big Broadway musical. You know, a jaunty, rollicking, boisterous musical. So can I, where they start off as two separate clans and then yes, towards the together. end realise that they're actually one church. And, and, the, and the big theme at the end is a medicated chundra is still a chundra. Yeah. You know, and the crowd gets to their feet in the Broadway. Bravo. Rave reviews. Chundra the musical. <laughs> There it is, look at that. Oh, I think I've got one. Find the clean water and you'll find the fish. You're listening to Tales from the Tinny. Get them while I love you. <laughs> Hi, my name's Rachel Robinson. Um, last Saturday... I was fishing the run-out tide. I think the low tide was going to be something like under a metre and a half. I can't remember exactly. We're about two hours from the low tide. And I had a new lure. It looks like a mullet. I'd been casting that lure for about an hour and a half and not had a single bump. I was fishing with Chris Hurt. Chris had just finished saying to me, Rachel, do you want to change that lure? And I was... I went, no, I'm not sure, and then boom. <laughs> it's not like Chris Hurt knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, it came straight towards me, so I had no traction. I had you know, no weight on the, on the line at all. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it had just hit it. The fish took off and started going off around the side of the boat, so I knew I was on. Chris is a, a notoriously kind of a mild-mannered sort of uh, fellow in the heat of the moment like that. Uh, <laughs> does he get a bit no, excited? his anxiety takes over because he doesn't want you to lose the fish. Uh-huh. You know? and right. I lost one other good um, barramundi when fishing with Chris Hurt a while ago, but it was about an 85-centimetre yeah. barra. It was in the same spot, actually. <laughs> You're right. And it, it jumped and um, threw the lure. So yep. I lost that one, but never gotten over it. I still remember it and talk about it. So <laughs> of course you have. This, it, yeah. this was a big moment, you know. And and he, the fish starts taking off towards sort of the rear of the boat, and um, I'm trying to think about how to get down that end of the boat. But there's things all over the place, and I'm trying to avoid this Chris's uh, fly rod on the floor of the boat where he's put it down, and his fly line everywhere, you know, which you're not supposed to stand on. <laughs> So I'm sort of freaking out too, and the the rod's bending in half. I'm thinking, what what is this? You know, um, I didn't know maybe if it was a big, you know, GT or something like that. It wasn't, but then we saw it come up close to the surface. It didn't jump out, 
and we we saw it was a big barramundi, yeah, big fat barramundi. And so, what um, <laughs> uh, what, what what was said at that precise moment? Don't give up, don't give up, fight it, fight it. I said, you know, beep, I'm not gonna beep, give up, <laughs> don't worry about that. Well over ten minutes to get that fish into the boat. My left arm was ready to just drop off by that point. We could see she was over a metre and um, we wanted to put her back in because she's a breeding female. It was 104 centimetres, but it was a particularly fat fish. I put the fish in my lap because it was too heavy to hold up, plus we wanted to put it back in, so I didn't want to hold it by the jaw too much. But um, I slid my arm under it and I had the belly of the fish in the crook of my arm and my elbow and the top of my hand could only just reach to the top of the fish, so it had this big girth. Wow. It was a really fat, well-fed barramundi. It had bloody massive fillets on it. <laughs> it was just really exciting and just amazing to see a barramundi that big. Um, she was just beautiful. She didn't have any um, chinks out of her tail or any kind of injuries. She was just in tip-top condition and really fat, healthy fish. After about 50 minutes, she sort of started to bite down a little bit on your fingers. Yep. And get her oxygen levels back up and then... She just took off. It's a good thing to hear and good thing for other fish shows to hear about uh, about how long it can take to actually re-oxygenate uh, the fish. It can take yeah. qu- quite a long time. And look, we, that, just, that was the icing on the cake because um, apart from being an amazing fish to catch and take a photo with, just the fact that it, she didn't come back up and, you know, we're, we're pretty confident that she's down there swimming around now, which, yeah, that makes my day. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing fish for the harbour. I'm carrying around a photo of it, showing it to everybody, telling everybody whether they're interested or not. Whether they're interested or not. See, that's yeah, that's the mark of a true fisher. People who fish know when they see that picture and you tell them you've joined the meter, metery club and people who fish know. People who don't, you know, doesn't mean anything to them. That's OK. <laughs> Chris got another barramundi in the 70s that got taken home and eaten. Don't don't quit fishing. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep casting. It's the only way to catch fish is have the lure in the water. It's going to be pretty hard to top, I'd say. Look, I'm going to work on that. So yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> but I'll, I'll work on getting a, another one. Bye. A few take-homes there, Andy. Obviously, the importance of uh, keeping on going. Even after you've caught a metery in Bleezer's Reichardt's, you know, eight minutes from the boat ramp, is that the time to rest on your laurels? No, that's that's fuel for the fire, and the fire shall continue to burn. You've only just begun. Yeah. O- although we generally hand over to Mike Iaconelli at, at such moments to, to put it in simpler words. <laughs> So good. Uh, every time I hear that, I, I, the hairs on the back of my back stand up. I don't care what they say about Mike Iaconelli. He, on the back of my neck. The, the neck on the back of your my back. My hairs stand up. Yeah, he's fantastic. And also, Tim, the phrase, but a fish understands, mm. it's sort of like that secret language, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's part of our... Um, part of the cult. It's part of the cult. Part of the, I'd prefer to call it a church rather than a cult. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't even need words. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it's just like a... Yeah, or or a, or a little hand wave at the boat ramp. It's it's you, you just show the picture, yeah, and and you get a nod. Yeah, ah, oh, yeah, I see what you've done. I know exactly how you're feeling on the inside. Yeah, it's like a Bluetooth download of emotions. 
Although this was my favourite, Andy. Did you did you catch the tone here? So yeah, thanks, Mike. But I'll, I'll work on getting a, another one. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks, um, but I will top that fish. I will not just accept a one hundred and four. And and your cynicism ain't gonna stop me trying. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. And you can do that as always via fishing at abc.net.au if you're after anti-chunder medication uh, or or anything else. Come to speak of that, actually, Andy. Uh, the answer to the question about the seasick tablets that Brad used that everyone's asking about. Yes. Uh, Peter, Brad, and everyone who's uh, who's wondered, uh, the TFT anti-WOM medication has been developed following years of painstaking research, including reasonably humane, but also pretty gruesome uh, human clinical trials mm. on level four of TFT HQ. That's the, that's the balcony of level four. That's a chem lab yes. out, out there, just on the balcony to, to aerate. <laughs> so as not to put the... Uh, the scientists themselves on their ass. It's available by prescription only from the front counter of HQ, but only upon presentation of signed stat decks from three of your mates attesting to your uncurable chundering. Uh, the course is on special given the high demand at eight ninety five this month only. So come and see us at TFT HQ. Um, we've got it straight out of the lab. Red, red hot. Did you hear about the bloke uh, got a 10k fish this week? I did. This isn't a joke. No. It'd be a pretty lame one if it was. Uh, because it's Crazy Town March Madness, he gets 20k. Yeah, that's perfect. David Ashfield signed up for MDF every season since it began. It was a pretty ordinary day out on the water with a mate. We dropped four or five fish each, which was a bit rough, and then stoked to finally get a couple in the boat. While I was busy trying to remove the lure, my mate suddenly started yelling, it's got a red tag, Dave. Oh, the five best words you'll ever hear. One, two, three, four, five. You're getting better, man. <laughs> I didn't immediately understand what he was on about. Then the penny dropped. Initially thought I'd, I'd missed out by a week as I was convinced the competition had ended in Feb. But mate disagreed. We checked the website, confirmed the comp was still on. You bloody beauty. 65 centimetres on the Adelaide. That's the 11th uh, fish caught for the season. There's still 122 tagged barrow to be caught, including seven fish worth a million. As soon as one of them gets caught, all the others trip back to 10K. Plenty of time. Um, some serious news coming from the east uh, over the last week or so. Those river levels have started to drop quite significantly. That is serious news. It is serious news. Like at Carl's Crossing, that started falling back within the banks. And, and Magilla 2, Tim, uh, now under a metre. Yeah, it was at 0.9 a couple of days back. So Yeah, so it's probably well under a metre by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. We have, of course, been hunting reports from out that way, out Jabberoo Way, as, as per usual, but it's very silent, Tim. Oh, they keep it so close to just, their chest. Just the crickets. You speak in Jabberoo, you're basically put up on a stake in the middle of town. Yep, or and, the middle uh, of Carl's Crossing. Yes, and th- threatened with a, witching, with a witch burning. Yep. Or, a, you know, a crocodile feasting. Well, they can't hide the river heights, though. No, you can't hide the river heights. So we've nailed that, Tim. Yeah, we've got that. Nailed got it. it. Lots of water coming down the south now, too, slowly mm. sort of pushing that mud bar out of the way at the boat ramp. Good. Pretty prohibitive, as we've heard from a few people. Um, you know, it makes it very, very difficult. You really have to launch on the high tide to have any real luck down there. Um, some good reports downstream from a few weeks back, but that's about it again for the south. So 
that you anyone know, would tell well, you. Well, that's that's right. Uh. You, you almost join the dots, don't you? Where 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 there are crickets, there are barra. Yes, agreed. It's an inverse relationship. Ag- agreed. And of course, it's dropping now on the daily, and that public boat ramp has just reopened a couple of days ago. So that's pretty good news for punters, and I can imagine that's going to be very very busy this weekend as well. Yeah, so. some of them booked out already. I think. Uh, the other one, Tim. Is Jack Watson? Did you see this one? A cracker dollar eighteen barra. Did absolute beauty. Good on Did. you, Jack. That that really is a beautiful fish. The mighty Vic is in for a big year if that dollar eighteen is any sort of indication. Well, of, more of the market. F- more from the Vic coming up, fishos, and yeah, it's green light. It is green light. It's green light. Uh, lots of chatter on social media at the moment about changes to insurance. Oh, boat insurance. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, with mm. one of the, a lot of people have with one of the big players, Club Marine. Um, ben on Facebook put a thing up saying, seems a lot of my mates around the NT aren't reading the fine print of this insurance policy. So here it is. If you're with Club Marine and your insurance has updated since November, this is what to expect to pay if you hit something in underwater. Now, the clause, it's a TIO product, but obviously backed and underwritten by Club Marine. Mm. Um, and the clause is an underwater impact excess. Yes. So if you hit something underwater... You have an increased excess, an extra excess of a thousand dollars for a twenty-five horse, mm. all the way up to five grand extra excess for a one-fifteen horse and above. Wow! Now either people are fraudulently making claims about having hit stuff underwater and written the leg off when mm. they haven't, mm. or by virtue of where we fish and how we fish and on rivers like the Daily, we hit stuff. It happens often. Yeah. And the insurer is trying to recoup the coin. I mean, it's sort of saying that, you know, an extra excess if you're driving a vehicle and you, you hit someone from behind. Yeah. It's a condition on the condition. Well, TIO, I, I've called TIO and Club Marine. I mean, they're onto it. They're, they're saying they'll get us a statement and clarify it all. Yeah, great. Um, but it does, by, you know, to read it, it looks pretty self-explanatory. Mm. Um, and by the way, speaking of disasters, uh, damage and the need for insurance... Andy, how's your uh, how's your trip to the Roper planning out, panning out? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's hurting. Uh, it's hurting. That the trailer, this week's discovery was the trailer. So the trailer, which is now six years old, has got some issues. So that's that's costing a lot to get fixed. Issues and is cancer. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just hey. I, I've never prepared yeah. for a trip and had so many things needing fixing or going wrong pre-trip. Ever. So I'm hoping that we're just getting this out of the way. Uh, in the meantime, I'm working my ring off like 12 hours a day to pay for a trip that I haven't had yet. You're going to work to pay for a trip you haven't yet done. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is all extra money. So that means extra work, extra hours. You know, money doesn't grow on trees, Tim. You've got to be hopeful that you're getting all the bad karma out of the way beforehand. I reckon I am. So is it new trailer? That bad? Uh, that's what it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, new trailer and then repair the old one up to a point where um can, can sell it. I'm feeling for you, man. Oh, new sounder as well. Did I mention the new sounder? Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. How are you hiding this money? I'm... I'm. How are you funneling money not, so it's not seen? It's full, full disclosure. Full disclosure. There's only yeah, way. Full disclosure. How's that going down? It, pretty good. Pretty good. Because, look, at the end of the day, and I've always said this, when it's about safety... Um, <laughs> Doesn't take a holiday, and you can't compromise. So uh, um, yeah, the, the, yeah. the home platform I'm running on is is the safety platform. You are a clever man, and it's working a treat. Well done, Andy, and best of luck. Let's let's hope you don't need your insurance clauses on this trip. Yes, to um, the Roper, indeed. Shoot it, share it, shout it. Give us a voice. 
I was just thinking, actually, Andy, you know, with Warren away, he's down south for a few weeks on some family business. Yes. By the way, I got to send a photo by Trent um, yesterday of of WDW with a, it looked like a big marlin. Oh. So, you know, he's busy doing family and work stuff, but of course he's also busy catching marlin as well. Wow. I was thinking that we've never really seen the similarity before between he and Steve Compayne in that... Don't you reckon they are just two blokes who are existing in parallel universes? If we look at their moustaches, mm. they're not dissimilar. True. Other than colour. Yeah. You know, if we look at their form, the habit of the man, um, they're both big men. They're both good anglers. They both own tackle stores and came into the trade at, at a similar time. So, mm. you know, what I'm seeing here are two men in different universes. We, we tried to call Steve this week, and, mm. and every time he goes, no, 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 don't talk to me, talk to the bloke who's been fishing. Well, that's another similarity, because DeWitt does as well. Oh, he yeah. Put, he puts Trent up, so the similarities yeah. are, are abundant. What's really interesting about this too, Andy, is that when I was talking to Steve in the shop yesterday, uh, he and all the workers just see Shane as the guy out flying the flag and doing the fishing while they're doing the working. <laughs> it's a good life to have, Shane. It's a good life to have. <laughs> you know what else is similar between the two of them? What? They're both grumpy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a good whinge yesterday that you were out fishing while he's working his ass off. Was it worthwhile, mate? Did did you did you fly the flag, and <laughs> and did you come back with some decent reports from Shady to set the world alight, Shane? Um, well, I don't need to set the world alight with Shady Camp because it's such a well-known place, and it's doing it, it itself. Is, <laughs> it is fishing, and it yeah, it's doing itself. Um, following, obviously, we're getting the. A good runoff, you know, there's water around on the spring tides, it's been able to keep it clean and, you know, it's happening. It's happening, there's fish, there's bait, um, every box being ticked so far. So let's start from the very top, literally. What does the, the barrage look like at the moment in terms of water flow? Uh, amazing, um, all tidal launch and will be for at least a month, you'd have to think, and something, unless something dramatic happens. The thing that excites me is the amount of bait that's coming down the, the system at the moment, um, like tarp on, just the whole, you know, go through the whole food chain, it's, it's happening and it's all coming down. So it's pretty exciting because when you're seeing that now, you know that, you know, the next few months is going to, are going to be crackers. So how did you go yesterday? Was it Sampan, Tommy, Cardo Coastals, uh, Shane? All, believe it or not, because it was a high tide in the, really, really early in the morning. Mm. Um, we did one of the coastals. It looked all right. Obviously, the tides aren't correct for the coastals. Um, there, was, there was a variable from that, but we didn't spend too long there. Then we shot around Tommy Cut. Tommy Cut looks the best out of everywhere, but getting them to eat is the, the hard part. Um, but in saying that, we probably left there when it was going to happen, and we went back to Sampan. You've got, obviously, the salt water, which is flowing in hard underneath, and the fresh pushes over the top, and you get, like, um, they become stalemate, and you get, the, like, the, the steams of the foam water, and when it's kind of like... Um, it's underwater pressure wave, and yeah, the fish were just stacked up. You know, it, the water was relatively dirty, so you know they're going to be feeding shallow when the water's really dirty, because um, they obviously rise and push the bait up to the top. And yeah, it was it was good in the, I don't know, two hours, two and a half hours yesterday afternoon. Uh, we seen like nearly every boat get one or two. A couple of boats were getting like four or five in the nineties. We got three in the nineties and one over a one hundred one. But Katie's been going off its head this year. It's just the amount of fish and the amount of big fish I haven't heard of. So many big fish been getting out of caught out of shade. So normally, you know, in a season you might hear of maybe five around that 120 sort of size that you hear of. Obviously, mm. there's more caught that kept quiet. But this year, it's just been phenomenal. The amount of 
eat fish that are getting caught, like 118s, 121s, like it's just been, it's just awesome. But that, but the the biggest factor to everything is obviously we've got a wet season, so the fresh water's there and the bait's there. That's the number one thing. So excited, like <laughs> it's been a long time for we what been like three years since we had a couple Since we've seen seasons. this, yeah. So far this year's just been awesome. I don't think I've had a hard trip yet, and every trip's just been on. You know, what I mean, like it's just. I was like, oh, this was like this. This was. I used to remember back in the day, what it used to be like when the fishing was good. You know, what I mean, it was just like, yeah. Shane, that that two and a half hour session you had at Shady, though, what what did that mm. correspond to in terms of tide when those fish were stacking up and feeding? So at the moment, because there's so much fresh water flowing out of all the system, you need that slightly bigger tide where it actually backs the water up and, like I said, gets makes it stalemate, so it like keeps still. You can't physically see it, but underneath the water, you've got one current flow on the other way, and on the top, the water might look still, but, you know, I mean, underneath the water, you've got a lot of movement happening and stuff, which the fish, the fish are using, and, like, generally, the obviously, the freshwater flows over top, and then your salt water comes underneath. So those fish will sit in that, in that dirty water, and then the clean water comes over the top of them. So that's why they'll generally... You can get those seam lines or foamy edges and where, where the water's being sandwiched, they're, like, they're like underwater snags, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no structure there, but but there kind of is. It's just, it's just from the water movement. So that's yep. they, especially big fish that are suspended. Like they're lazy and they're not gonna they're not gonna work. So if you can really look for those sort of things, which you know for last month that's all we've been fishing is those pressure lines and seams of water, and they're just holding so well in those in those areas. And that at that point, that's when it becomes you know that was like just probably the when the salt water had its most influence, and that's when they fired right on that, right on that bit of time. It's yeah. it's troll pattern um, out the front, along the edges, like you know you've been doing for twenty years on the neeps. Still, yeah. Obviously, boat numbers play a big part in the whole thing. Um, I know early in the year um, when there wasn't there was one day there, there was probably like I don't know eight eight boats there, and we got this has got a one oh eight. And we got a 90 odd. We were actually casting the water in the middle, like we're in, you know, 40 foot of water and just casting. So, because it was, there wasn't, you know, 50 boats flying up and down, so you could freely move around and, and cast those seam lines where if you're trolling with a lot of boats, you have to get in the line. But that's what you definitely want to be worth if you're trolling. But if you can pull up and cast, then hands down, you know, in one troll run, you can put 30 casts through that same spot. So, mm. that's why I'm a big believer in casting. But, you know, you troll when you got to troll and you cast when you got to cast. Again, it's just the mullet. The mullet, when where the mullet moves, those big fish move. That's one of the biggest key the factors. I would say, like the customer coming the other day, and he was talking to him, and he's like, oh, "I drove past all these mullets, couple <clears throat> couple bends down from the mouth, and they went to the mouth all day, caught bugger all, and then on the way back up, pulled back up on those mullet, and then caught a couple of fish right yeah, on dark, and he's yeah. just like kicking himself." I mean, Andy, this has been the ethos of the tinny for near on twenty years. It has. It's very simple. We, we, we don't get mullets up us and <laughs> say, "Get a mullet up you." Uh, just for the sport, no, we get a no. we get a mullet up us because the mullet is the foundation upon which everything else is built. And we've given that secret away <laughs> over more than a decade now. How much is it? See the mullet. Be the mullet. Be the mullet. Find the mullet. Be the mullet. Get the barra. Get a mullet it's up It's a three-point plan. It's not, hard. it's not hard. Shane, let's leave it there on Shady, mate, because there's a lot more to chat about. So we'll come back to you a little later in the show to look at um, places like the South, the Adelaide, if it's worthwhile. And a quick look at um, the daily too, because it is happening. It is. Thanks, guys. Are we going fishing today? Tales. Tomorrow. From the tinny. I'm a good girl already.
Lights on. Bing! Mine. Oh, yeah. Lights on. Oh. Yep. Well, we spoke to Shane Compain a bit earlier on in the show uh, about Shady Camp. So while we've got him, we're going we're gonna to milk him for all he's got. <laughs> so let's go to the south, Shane, and, and then perhaps take us to the Adelaide in the daily. We're not asking much. Uh, <laughs> the south, how's, how's that been? Um, I haven't been there for a little while, but again, it's had the water flow. Um, the floodplains are full. Every, all the creeks are pushing colour, so it should be still happening. Um, I think the main factor with the south being that sandbar obviously in front of the boat ramp just you know that restricts nearly 99% of the people if you, cause you have to launch around the high tide only um, but I believe that is moving down um, downstream so hooray we're there um, we'll be able to launch any time but no the south should be going honestly um, with the amount of rain we've got to how widespread it is and everywhere is fishing everywhere has got bay I've done four systems in the last you know six weeks they all have water. They've all got bait. They're all loaded with fish. Um, I just can't. That's why everyone's asking, where do I go? And I'm like, it's, it's so hard to pick at the moment because, but it's good because it'll spread everyone out. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Um, I'd honestly just, just pick the tires, go to your river, and just take your time going down. Once you find the bait, you'll find the fish. Um, but like I said, like, every, we've had a wet season. Like, you know, in previous wet season, one creek gets all the rain and everywhere else gets nothing. Where at the moment, it's been perfectly widespread. Um, and the south hasn't been fish much, so it, it should be, you know, it'd be a ticking time bomb as well. And the Adelaide, hearing a little bit coming from the Adelaide upstream, not a lot, but um, have you ventured <laughs> out there or not? And, and just because we're oh. not hearing anything doesn't mean anything's not happening. Well, and equally, not just upstream, down at the Wiltshires as well and the Narrows. Yeah. I think that river's a bit cursed myself personally. <laughs> the curse of the Adelaide side. I no arguments well, here, Shane. Well, none whatsoever. <laughs> no, nah, I'm still well, well clear of that. We're well clear of that. But I did hear there has been rumours coming through and people catching fish with the Adelaide. Which, there you go. That shows how good our wet season has been so far. There's actually fish being getting caught out of the Adelaide. That's an indicator, it is speaks, it? Speaks volumes. That's, that's an, that's, it speaks yeah, volumes. That's All an right. indicator. Uh, the good news too, fish shows, if you hadn't heard that um, the Daily River boat ramps just opened. Uh, and that that's going to take a lot of traffic this weekend too, you'd think, Shane. But it's had the flow. The silt would have been flushed out. So I reckon she's going to bounce back pretty fast and we'll be amazed on how many fish actually come up in the system again this year. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the comps myself personally. For once, you've got big tides again this weekend. I think new moon's on Sunday. So with a dropping river and a new moon, um, the fish should be definitely pushing up the, um, the rivers. The only thing that might factor a bit in it is because the river's dropped so fast, you'll find that the runoffs, when the, when the big tide backs them up, they will clean up, but it might take a little while, you know what I mean? Because it's been so full and then it drops so quickly, so the water dirty. flow coming off the floodplains, yeah, will be rushing so hard yeah. that it might really, so it will limit the window when you can actually fish. But but in saying that, that's when you can have some of your, your you know, fastest, more action-packed runoff fishing, which is what we all dream about, where it just goes absolutely ballistic for like three hours and then you pretty much just kick back and then got to wait for hours and hours until it happens again. Yeah. So well, we, we dream about it. You actually do it, Shane, and <laughs> that's why we're talking here. I guess one of the other spin-offs from a decent wet like this is that it, is that the season goes for longer. I mean, just hypoth- hypothesising, if, if it did stop now and MJO decided to, 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 it to reverse itself Ange- and go An- back the other An- way. Angeline Prasad's already told us that won't happen. Yeah, but that's a weather forecast. 
<laughs> so just say that doesn't happen and that's it for rain. I mean, how long can we expect, you know, decent fishing in these big rivers to carry on for? Easily, a month, easily. Yeah. Like, with it, with its levels coming down and the amount of the water. Um, but, you know, so that, that brings us in April. We'll, we'll be, we're sorted. Like, if, even if we'll get, we're going to get no rain now. We're still um, good. We're, we're good. We're good. We're, we'll still keep us through. But obviously, we need that backup rain and everything to keep the water temperature down on the floodplain. That's one thing. The floodplains are hot, man. They're like 32 degrees. Like It's like a sauna almost. Um, so I think that's a big factor. We need that rain to keep coming to keep the floodplains cool yeah, and yeah. Let, let it do its thing. So a lot of these afternoon storms keep happening. We're laughing, but... Um, I give it all thumbs up. This runoff is awesome so far, and um, we've been waiting a very long time for it. Which seems it feels like a long, long time. We've earned it. <laughs> yeah. We've earned it. Yeah, we have. We have. And I hope you've been diligent enough to be gathering your leave passes with your significant other, uh, and your <laughs> and your workplace. You know, you've earned your your sickies, or you just got plenty to take and pretend you're sick. Because now's yeah, the time. I've got I've got more leave up my sleeve than I ever have, so I'm ready I, to go. Do you actual? No wonder, yep. no wonder your father and colleagues are complaining. <laughs> <laughs> they complain because I do the roster, and my roster falls on the Failing that, just take some lures out and sell them out the back of your boat on the water. I mean, it's the tackle equivalent. <laughs> it's just like a food van. They can do it with food. You can do it on the water. Hey, I'm still working. Boundless possible. Yeah. Good on you, Shane. Lovely, thanks, Shane. lovely to catch up with you. And thanks for the thorough wrap, um, an exciting wrap of um, of where's fishing. I mean, you'd. There's not many places that aren't, and that's the amazing news. Cheers again, man. Yeah, guys. Looking forward to a good year. And he's decided to go with the lob cast, and he's in the top of the tree. I am that bloke. So anyway, I'm laying there. Next one I hear is... Yeah, they were talking the turkeys. Tales from the tinny. Down Catherine Way, we find the good Harry Renfrey, who's the uh, president of the Catherine uh, Game Fishing Club, and been hitting the Vic recently. How you doing, Harry? Good, Tim. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, man, I, I don't know if you heard, but Shane Compain and a lot of fishers who are out there regularly at the moment are calling it the runoff. That's the green light. Andy, we're good to go. We are. Across all rivers except the Adelaide River. Um, <laughs> I, I hear that might apply down the Vic too, mate. You've been fishing it pretty hard just recently. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, big green light, uh, Tim. Yeah, no, she's, um, everything's going as per... <laughs> A good wet season should be enough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fishing well at the moment. In the scheme of the last couple of years, fishing well could mean I got I got two keepers. Well, that's right. It could mean that you, you didn't get stuck and you remembered your lunch. Well, yeah, I've got there's been. I, I know one party that is still stuck there. And um, well, I think they should get off today, I believe. It sounds they've been stuck there since Saturday night. What? They're on a, yeah, yeah. They're on a, they're a couple of um, older gentlemen that are experiencing some... Some beautiful top end sun. Oh <laughs> what, wow! What, what happened there? What, what this is breaking news? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, they were in a party of a group of folks, um, and you know, with their family members, and and they've something changed during the night on Saturday night. And they went one way, and they probably should have went the other way. Uh, while whilst the others were camped up, and they've woken up Sunday morning with a little bit of sand between their toes. Oh, now if I'm not wrong, it would have been around yeah. th- the three tides, the three tides in the yeah, cycle. Yeah, oh yeah, no, that's why. And that's why they've the got away. We, we've heard this story in principle before, haven't we, Tim? Is well, it, wasn't that where the helicopter ended yeah, up? Yeah, it, it was on the Vic. It was up near the Bains, wasn't it, Harry? When the bloke, and bloke I think, chartered yeah, the chopper to I pull him out. You're in the same country, and um, a well-known 
mate of ours, Tim, landed and said g'day to him yesterday while he was still on the phone. But proper old sea dogs, and they're stuck with their vessels. They got food and water, obviously. They're fine. Yeah, they are. Their family, one of their sons went, their son-in-law went down and dropped them a bit more um, sustenance oh, Tuesday, I believe, and then Mal dropped in on them yesterday and said that they were, they were doing well. All, all still good spirits, yeah. Probably just a nice camp for a few yeah, days. Yeah, good way to get away. Do they have to wait like a month until <laughs> the tide gets back to them now, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mal reckons yesterday the water was about 30 metres away from them, so I reckon that today would be the day that they might float the princess, yeah. What a wow, story! That's incredible. And what a what a what a story of territory toughness too. Let's yeah. just wait. Well, I know. Wait it out a week. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so so look, well, let's go to Mal firstly. Then this is Mal Mal Roney, who we know on the tinny. He landed in a chopper, if you don't mind, yesterday to pop in. Was it, was was he out fishing too? Yeah, yeah, he was on a joy flight and saying seeing what was going on out there. Yeah, yep. And what did he report back, mate? Do any good? And how the how the how the system's looking from the air? Yeah, he's looking. He sent me a photo there. That there's a couple of really still, still some um, interest out there in, in the waterways, and uh, he went well. Oh, I don't want to divulge too much, but he, he said he had a cracker. He caught a lot of fish, yeah. but we don't need to know where. No, that's right. Yeah, copy that. Yeah, so it fished well, Tim. There on Friday and Saturday, you know, I do believe there were. I think I quoted uh, counted 25 boats at the. Uh, at the ramp on Saturday morning, we got there Friday and fished before the masses turned up, and um, it, it fished well Friday, and then continued to fish well on um, Saturday from all, all the reports that I heard. You know, the normal haunts have got good water in them, Footy Creek and a couple of those other gutters. Yeah, a charity auction that you organised. What what was that event all about? <laughs> Walk us through so that. My children uh, and a couple of our my, my mates have go to kids of the same age go to a local school, Casuarina Street Primary School, and. Um, we decided that it might be a good way to just to um, raise a bit of money and a local company in Catherine, Jeff Usher, and he, he paid um, really good money for a, a, a trip that we put together called the Sparkle Adventure. And um, yeah, and, and it was it sparkled well and truly. He paid for his staff to fish and some of them had never caught fish before and I think well and truly that they've experienced the, the best of what the Territory has to offer. We put two boats together and a little couple of joy flights in a... In a um, in a helicopter for them. Wow, that's and, fantastic. And and out to the Vic? Yeah, yeah. Now they two blokes all they got a ferry out with a with a couple of drops and then a and then a couple of drops there on Friday and Saturday and then a ferry back over over the some some of the local waterways and um by all reports, yeah, it was well, you know, I got I got a got a lift and and um what I saw was absolutely you know, it was amazing. Yeah. This was only recently, so it's a fairly current report. Isn't it, Harry? Yeah, it is. How was yeah, the yeah. fishing on yeah. the Vic? It's outstanding at the moment. You, you're encouraged to divulge more <laughs> detail. I mean, we won't tell anyone. Mal, Mal might have been going to his secret spots. Let's just say we, we generally fish, on we, the Vic. I, I was in the boat, and the creeks that flow into the Vic, which is not no secrets, they're fishing well. I think there there were a few Darwin punters there um, who were very serious. Captain <laughs> Sizer probably a little bit less, a little bit less. You know, as serious as we tell us. They've travelled five hours. They really want to make it worthwhile. Oh, look, and you know them. Because they're buffed up, they've got their longs on, they're, they're, they're covered from... And they're not even looking at your back. You're not even giving you a smile. They're just, yeah, anyway, whatever. They're, that's they're, what the are about. They're in their fancy face buff and shining new <laughs> fishing shirt, aren't they, Harry? Oh, and they wouldn't even... Like, we'd nose next to them and they nearly want to... They look like they nearly want to turn around and... 
blows your draft out of the water with a shotgun. Yeah, and, sn- and, and snot you yeah, because you're fishing too close. <laughs> so if, if, that, if that is you, Fishos, why not give us a hoy at, at ABC Tales from the Dead? Yeah. Tell us who you were. You know what I love? Yeah. Only in the Territory, Andy, would the president yeah. of a game fishing club yes. refuse to give you detail about where the fish are actually being caught <laughs> yeah. and then have a crack at the people fishing his spot I'm from a few hundred yards. I'm giving you one. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's gold. There's the river. Oh, it fishes well during the middle of the year too, but at this time of year, the, the Vic gets a quick runoff and it's um, the, it's 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 really good. It hasn't fished as well for three or four years probably, you know, with runoff. Yeah. Yeah. So so what were the stats, the sort of numbers you got for this crew from that charity fish? Oh, I reckon they um, they would have got their 30 or 40 a day, you know, that's, and, and let a lot of little fellas go. Biggest, I think I boated a 95. That was in the boat. The, I don't, the helicopter was up to about 87. Yeah. <laughs> so it was boats versus chopper. It's, yeah. no, it's no wonder you want to keep that to yourself. So, look, lesson to Darwin Fishos, treat Catherineites uh, with yeah. a little more respect. All it takes is raising one finger off the steering wheel, a nod. Yep. You know, That's right, Tim. It doesn't take yeah. much, does it, Harry? We don't come to your country without saying good day, so those are probably just reciprocate the bloody deal. Yeah. It's not a lot to ask, mate, and we're right behind nah. you. So there, the Church of the Tinny, show some bloody respect when you go fishing the Vic. Absolutely. <laughs> One thing that was, was a bit, and the local park owner was a little bit um, sort of, and he was starting to get to him a little bit, there was a group of uh, interstaters camp um, at the park down there, and, um, you know, they were fishing with foam, not floats. Um, we turned up into the big system, which is Angolari, and it looked like they were netted the, the river, but it was their foam because they'd been catching a few fish. Mm. Their foam was busting in half, sort of thing. You know, when they get a fish and they let the foam go down the river, that was that was getting a little bit um, Oh, oh you're, talk- and- you're talking about the foam from their float because they're live baiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. 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 That was nasty. It can make a real mess, can't it, if you don't clean it up? Absolutely, Tim. But, yeah, no, apart from that, the Vic... Fishing well, and I think everyone's chopping at the bit to get a look at the the rope. Um, uh, yeah, that's all. Sounds like that could be a be a be a big mound to to get over there. So yeah, there'll be some fish to be caught there. Well, very positive news, Harry. More green light news. We love love that on the tinny. We yeah. also we also love chatting to you. Thanks very much. And I I do make a personal uh, <laughs> effort, a personal effort that when I'm down there, I won't wear a new fishing shirt. And if I see you, I'm going to say, <laughs> "G'day, Harry." G'day. How yeah. you going, mate? Yeah, man, that's all good. I, I love everyone fishing, but oh, Jesus, there's, there's a, there's a, we're all fishing, aren't we? We're all just enjoying the time out in the, on the big, on the big open bit of water. One you, church, you got one it. church, You're one church, it's one church. See you later, Harry. See you, boys. Harry Renfrey on the Vic, keeping it real as always. Uh, but an update on those stuck blokes um, following that interview, Andy. Since then, unfortunately, one of them did have to get flown out. Oh. That was uh, yesterday morning. Some sort of an infection, not sure. We'll obviously try to catch up with them and see how they're travelling. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got a statement through, too, from um, TIO slash Club Marine. Ah, very we good. talking about it earlier. What do we know? What can we share? Uh, well, it basically confirms what fishos have been saying. We've introduced the underwater impact ex- excess in response to the increased frequency of claims for this type of event in the Territory, and it's only in the Territory. Really? What that says is it's basically a daily river excess, isn't it? Yeah. It's a brown, we'll call it the Browns, Browns what, excess. What what this is, Fishos, if you've just tuned in, is um, one of the big boat insurers whacking a $1,000 excess on top of your normal excess if you've got a 25 horse and you hit something underwater, and a $5,000 extra excess if you've got a 115 horse and above. 
and you hit something under the water in the territory, in other words, on the daily. Part of the reason, they say, is to be as fair as possible to customers, Andy, in that if you're a blue water fisher, you you might be paying increased premiums because of how often they're having to pay out the dude who's always smashing the leg at the daily. Yeah. You know, to kind of equalise it. Um, they also go on to say it supports Club Marine's commitment to the Northern Territory boating community, which sounds like a bit of spin. But I think what they're trying to say there is, unless we do this, it becomes unaffordable to keep insuring, or marginal, too marginal to keep uninsu- to keep insuring yeah. um, territory fishos for these sort of incidents. Maybe they should have a blue water premium and, a, and an estuary premium. Make the premiums different. It does seem <laughs> like a penalty. What they're saying is, if you ride off your leg because you were going at a million miles an hour, I spoke to the Club Marine bloke yesterday about mm, it. Yeah. And he said, slow down. You know, you don't need to hit Browns at a million miles an hour up on the plane and try to pick the gap and expect us to pay the whole lot when you muck it up. Yeah. If you do that, you've got to contribute. So I kind of get it. Yeah, well, why, sh- why should I pay if I'm the really slow one? Because I am the really slow one. I just putt around like a 94-year-old. Mm. They say the, um, the excess isn't included in the PDS, but it's an endorsement that's added to policies where applicable. Yeah. I su- presume that means... If you're in the NT, anyway, read all the brochures and the stuff and the fine print, as you always got to say when you talk about insurance, yeah. you know what to do. I yeah. still think it's like saying there's an extra excess on your vehicle if you have an accident in certain suburbs. I don't like it. I don't no, like it. Well, no one's going to like it, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, the insurer says this is the way it's got to go. It's got to gotta be to keep being able to afford to insure these boats. So, you know, do your research and... Do what you got to do, fishos. Mm. Uh, but let's uh, let's finish on some positive news, shall we? And there's a pant load of it. Yes, there is. From Bo on Facebook. Ned Dog, with an equal PB of 105 this set. I couldn't make the mark this break, but came bloody close. 99, 98, 98, 97, 96, 96, 94, 93. A daytime fizzer session I'll never forget. Oh, wow. I think that was from Shady. He didn't actually say. From Fro, a couple of big fish too, possibly from Shady. Uh, one last trip without my hair. And Todd, my mate, caught his PB. In reference to those events that he and uh, Rob Smith are having this weekend, the shave for a cue. I think Fro's Friday evening at the Landmark and Rob's Saturday evening for the Leukemia Foundation at the Dyna Beach. That's right. So Fro tonight, Rob tomorrow. Uh, Blue Water and, and all the others who are doing the same thing, get along and support them uh, over the weekend. On the Blue Water, Lincoln Kirby took Maxi out for a fish on the harbour today. We managed to score a PBGT. Came in at 125 centimetre fork length. Oh. Best waist, weight estimate around 40 kilos. Max has always said he wants to catch a big GT, so a very special fish. Um, for us. Oh, before we do go on though, uh, yeah. the whole front end of your car I see on Facebook book dismantled. Yes. Um, and the trailer in pieces. Are you looking for sympathy? Yeah. No, no, just uh, just an update. <laughs> Tomorrow you're going? Tomorrow, yeah. Have a good trip. It'll be right. If you make it yeah. there. I hope you make it with no bonnet and no front front quarter panels. Yeah. So of course, uh, just put that on the roster, Tim. I won't be here next week for the tinny. Yeah, so. Roger. Back to the Barra reports, Tim Archie. He's the 11 year old lad that we'd chatted to a while back. Uh, yes. My dad took my brother Zach and his mate Al Barra fishing, uh, and they reaped the rewards with Zach breaking his PB twice with a 92, then a 95, and Al got right. a 120. Yeah, I saw Archie uh, posted his own little post a little way after that with you know five or six of his own um, fish. He reckons he dropped four or five in the 90s. Yeah, on the one trip. 
Um, Vision Sports Fishing, two metres of uh, surface double hookup. Enough, Enough said. said for that one, yeah. And oh, yeah, we've seen the boat high and dry on the shady sandbar. What can you say? Well, that was pretty good, actually, because the bloke I'm led to believe got out and fished in his friend's boat yep. while his boat was high and dry. Oh, yeah. And then outfished them on their boat, caught the only fish. Yeah, good job. A couple of boats getting stuck on that one, so look out for that uh, sandbar. Jeff Usher in Catherine caught this 96 very tense till it was in the boat, he says, Andy. As my mate Matt had been crapping on all day and all night about his poxy 87 he'd got. That is a nice fish. That is a very nice fish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, shut the f up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> Still only early in the day. Thank God. That's a nice one. Sounds like he deserved it. <laughs> it does. Sounds like a nice mm. fish. Mm. <laughs> uh, and from King Ash Bay Lodge, Tim, um, which just to let you know is where I'll be next week, <laughs> with, vi- <laughs> with visitors starting to arrive, it's a timely reminder to be crockwise. And I don't know if you saw the, the pics on Facebook. I did. The croc right at the ramp. Right at the boat ramp. And when you somebody made the comment, it's like a double, a double width boat ramp. When you look at the size of that croc, mm. it's, it's a big fella. Uh, anyway, all bases are covered here. That's heaps of barra, blue water. And, and then from Renee, Tim, mm. picked up this monster in the harbour. Haven't measured him yet, but it's a cracker. A muddy measured against a Jim Beam can. <laughs> it's at least 1.75 lengths across the of carapace. Of the beer, nearly oh, uh, two Jim Beam cans. cans. 13 centimetres is the legal limit across yes. the carapace, and a beer can's exactly 13 centimetres, isn't it? Yeah, so we're looking at... Nudging thirty centimeters. Are you trying to do maths again? Uh, yeah. It's Why, not, mate? Not You're working. trying to get Why? thirty what? into one point seven foot. What are you doing? I can't do it. It's pretty ridiculous, it's really. Big, it's a big crab, mate. I, I kept going um, this week. Charles E. Veers, uh, Eddie Timpson, Wayne Baldwin, the Melvilles, everyone pumping these reports in. Yeah. Um, of Barra, I got over it in the end and just logged off Facebook. Yeah. Recommend you do the same fish as it doesn't help. Mm. Um, just get out there. Oh, and the big yellow machines are back, digging out sand again. Guess where that is? Where would that be? Where the where uh, Dundee? That'd be where. Final word, surely though. After all these cracking reports, after calling it of the green light, we are on for runoff fishers, or at least mini runoff before the next rain. Final word to Rachel, who after catching her first metery, a 104 in the harbour, no less, saw fit to give Beard the dressing down. That he's so long deserved. Don't don't quit fishing. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep casting. It's the only way to catch fish. Is have the lure in the water. It's going to be pretty hard to top, I'd say. Look, I'm going to work on that. So yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks very much, Mike. Yeah, thanks, or, Mike. Look, put more simply, in, in other words, by the great Mike Iaconelli. <laughs> I love that so much. But, Tim, doesn't the final word actually have to go to Harry? They're buffed up. They've got their long gone. And they're not even looking at your back. You're not even giving you smiles. We don't come to your country without saying good day, so those are probably just reciprocate the bloody deal. Yeah. We're all fishing, aren't we? We're all just enjoying the time out on the, on the, big, on the big open bit of water. Oh, so good, Harry. So bang on. One church, Andy. One church. One church, Tim. <laughs> One church. Ah! <laughs> ah!